second one of our episodes where we're winging and we don't have a guest. We don't care. We're okay. doing it. Th- this time the the boys are doing it for themselves. We could pull a Clint Eastwood and interview a chair and pretend it's Obama. But Did that also, happen? It happened. Really? Oh, don't. It was a big thing. It's like it was a sign of having a breakdown or something they were saying. <laughs> uh, See, during like the election... Years ago, he started talking to a chair and acting like it was Obama. As an example of... I don't know. The futile nature of politics? He was making a grand artistic gesture or he was actually going crazy? I think it was meant to be like an artistic statement. Like he was trying to lay into Obama. Okay. Wait. I'm just wondering... I mean, if he was going crazy and he just was sitting next to a chair talking to it as if it was Obama. Well, he clearly knew what he was doing, but at the same time, he went out in front of, like, a whole rally of people. This was at a rally. Yeah. So he did this as, like, a little act-out thing. But then people were like, he's going crazy. Why is he... Why is he... Why did he think this is a good idea to do? Yeah, why? Like, it's... It's very strange. Like, you think maybe a doll? At least then you can keep the eye line. Where was his eye line? Is he looking at the chair or was, above the chair? If like, he was above the chair. Are? He was above but, the chair. I think he was looking down on the chair. Okay. Well, at least there's some commitment to his craft, you know, like imagining where the eye line of Obama would be if he was on the chair. I think he was actually just looking right at the seat, like kind of... Ugh. Well, he's just not put any effort into this. I mean, that's not where... He's just looking at his crotch then. <laughs> Looking at the fake Obama's crotch, if he's angling his head like that to the 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 you know the bottom of the chair, it's disrespectful. <laughs> well, I think Clint Eastwood's uh his heart's in directing these days. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, imagine if you did a whole interview, and then you realised that the chair was empty, and there was no guests in it. <laughs> imagine if he genuinely didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to save face. Yeah. 
I thought I called up Barack Obama to come to this Republican rally that I'm speaking at, and I was going to lay into him. I was going to lay into Obamacare. I mean, I just assumed he'd accepted, and he, he, when I turned around after being introduced, he'd be sitting on that chair so I could roast him. And then when I looked around, he wasn't on the chair. But the show must go on. So I did what any man in my position would do. Pretend he was there. And continue with my grand political speech. Mind you, I kept saying Obamacare's no good. Obama's a Muslim. And it really got the crowd going. And they didn't (laughs) even care that I was just talking to a chair. (laughs) But everyone else was just like, that's a chair. No one's in that chair. Why can't Australian politics have more theatre? That's what I want to know. At best, we have ScoMo accidentally retweeting a video set to Fat Man Scoop. That, I'm, I'm, what was the video? I, I missed this. I missed this. There was a video of them speaking in Parliament. Yeah. And they were like raising up their hand. It was like looping people raising their hand over and over again in Parliament. And then they played the Fat Man Scoop song that, um, if you got five dollar bills, put your hands up. And um, oh, what he didn't realize was later on in the song, yeah, they say who fucking tonight? Who fucking tonight? Yeah, who fucking tonight? And and Scomo, being the uptight Christian he is, he ain't yeah. fucking. Definitely not. I mean, he's married, right? So maybe, possibly now. Maybe now. Maybe maybe he is fucking tonight. Only for procreation, though. Yeah. If the seed doesn't reach the egg, he self-flagellates himself. I mean, if it's fun, it's no good. (laughs) I enjoyed this, and it's not making a baby. I'm sorry, God. I'll go hang myself. Yeah. Then Fat Man Scoop heard about it, and then he tweeted out a thing on Instagram saying, Hey, Scott Morrison, I heard you did a video with my song, but you pulled it down due to a political correctness. You didn't like the who fucking tonight bit. <laughs> I want you to come to R&B Friday's <laughs> festival, and we can have a political discussion. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I, was saying, I was thinking, like, I'm pretty sure he's coming to Australia to do, like, one of those, you know... Like, R&B Friday yeah, thing, R&B yeah. R&B Friday's, like... My song was popular 20 years ago, and now it's a gimmick on a Friday. I'm still working. (laughs) That one song I did that gets airplay in the clubs. Name one other Fat Man Scoop song. I dare you. It's impossible. I can barely name the one. I don't know what it's called. Is it Be Faithful or Put Your Hands Up? It's mislabeled on YouTube. Be Faithful. That's what it's called? I think it's Be Faithful. See, here's what I thought. Scott Morrison saw the... It's called P Faithful. And he thought, this is a wonderful song about religion. About Christian faith. About the Christian faith. Well, there's a wonderful line about capitalism in here. Got five dollar bills, put your hands up. Oh, or didn't listen that far. They're talking about who fucking. They're talking about fuck who fucking in the club. Who coming to the club and who gonna gonna fuck? I'm gonna think, I'm gonna, this is just gonna make me think about, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe clubs where where the constituents shouldn't be fucking, you know, like the ones, the certain clubs that God's God forbids. God, there's I gotta only, take this down. There's only one club God wants you to fuck in. 
What's what? The the marriage club? Yep. <laughs> it's a very exclusive club. Well, it was until November last year. <laughs> Political. Uh yeah. The marriage club. Wait, it's a yeah. It's it's just a contract, really. It's just a contract. It's outdated. It's like, I don't need a piece of paper. Sign sign right here for some God-sanctioned fucking. <laughs> That's what it's called. We used to call it, but then they thought it was just too... <laughs> too... Yeah, too on the nose. You know, too... I mean, like, we don't have to be reminded why we're doing this. We want to, you know, add some mystery and romance and pretend like this wasn't just a financial agreement at one stage in history. <laughs> It wasn't divorce only made so they can find an alternative to cutting off King Henry's wife's heads. Oh, I think you're right. That sounds historical. I went on a tour in London once. That sounds about right. But also, I think King Henry, he was the first person to ever be catfished. You know? Were, uh, he was. What happened was... Uh, he was looking for suitors, and there was, and these these painters, like, had paintings of all the princesses in the lands of Europe, and they brought it to one to him, and he's like, "Oh man, this one's this one's beautiful," but the painter had taken some artistic license, and um, really doctored the image, and then he like you know he ordered her to come to him via boat, and the wedding was set. Because, you know, you didn't really have time. Like, no, 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 no. You know, like... Wait, but, like I could have been dead by tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. They, most people died at 30. Like, one... You're always one boat ride away from death. With God knows, like... Get a splinter. And, yeah. Yeah, you get a splinter, it gets infected, you're done for. Rat bites you. Plague. Yep. Um, you name it, it'll kill you. Um, yeah, and then, then she turned up by a boat, and they had the whole wedding set to go when she got there and he was like, oh, ah, damn, this is, oh, I've been tricked. This fast track marriage was not a good idea. (laughs) Oh, this will make a great premise for a reality television show many, many years later, though. (laughs) Oh, jeez. It'd be great if... It was like married at first... No, I mean, I hate reality TV. I can't even pretend like that'd be great. Um, If you had like a... If you couldn't even look at a picture of them or see them, it was just, you know, like a photo they like. You know? A photo they like. Yeah. So if they liked a photo of... um, I like this photo of Brad Pitt. Or something. Oh, yeah, a landscape, too. A landscape, Brad Pitt, something like that. Or a cartoon character. You know, I, I love Tweety Bird. <laughs> you know? You mean to tell me this woman is not Tweety Bird? In many ways, fake God, but in other ways, <laughs> I feel tricked. <laughs> oh, man. I bought a massive cage. <laughs> I bought a massive cage. I put the newspaper down all around the house. Ah. Oh, I've been grossly misled. <laughs> I won't be fucking tonight. <laughs> uh, how did we get onto that train of thought? Uh, Jeez, where did we come from? 
<laughs> just in we, general or in the podcast? In the podcast and life, probably. Okay, here's where we came from. Well, when you were young, your mum and dad were like, yeah, who fucking denied us? And that's what they did. Um, they signed a contract for God's sanction Funkin'. Maybe. I don't know. They did. They did sign a contract. Beforehand? Yes. Yeah. And uh, God gave me the thumbs up when I came out the womb. He was like, yep, it's it's... It's one of the sanctioned ones. <clears throat> you baptized, bro. You got that sprinkle of water on it. You weren't, were you? Nah, no, nah, I'm, you... I'm a Jew heathen. Yep, yep. God ain't a fan of you. Nah. Nah. But, you know, God's old stuff, we can all agree, was better than his new stuff. Yeah. Like the whole Second Testament. I mean, the sequel's always worse. Everyone knows that. Well, what's God but like an old white man whose opinions don't match up with 2018's? Exactly. We're all under fire here. The fire, fiery pits of hell. Oh yeah, the brimstone kind. Yeah, that that fire. Uh, but no, seriously, how did we? The start of the podcast. How did we go on this tangent? Oh, you will wait. No. Well, Clint Eastwood was yelling at a chair. You see. Okay, Clint Eastwood is yelling at a chair. Clint Eastwood was yelling at a chair. Now let's talk about and the, that was, the and structure that, of and the that chair. Was, and the, oh, yeah. And he didn't address the structure of the chair. Is this, is this where the podcast is going? We're just going to go just deep into chair, chair manufacturing? Chair gate. Chair gate? No, I think we, all we were saying is we're just doing it for ourselves. Right. And then it, it somehow got on this tangent. What we really wanted to talk about was science. Ah, uh, yes. And when you think about it, science is the inverse of religion, which yeah. we were just talking about. That's a beautiful segue, Ross. Uh, but namely, the fact that scientists this week obviously had a slow science week. You know, <laughs> I don't know what a fast science week looks like. There hasn't been a fast science week in a very long time. I mean, what is... I mean, a fast science week is like you get a discovery for something, or there's a cure, or, you know... They found a cure for finding cures, so ever since, they haven't been able to find anything. Yeah. But, uh, I, I don't, like... But this one particular yeah. story, it, it touches our hearts, because we are late-night party boys. Yeah. By name, but... And, uh, and what, what happened is scientists decided to give pingers to an octopus. Uh, that's a thing that happened. That's a thing that happened uh, to see. They they wanted to see how they respond. Turns out much the same way humans respond when given yeah. fingers. Yeah, they just hug and touch and feel everything. But they got eight arms, so that's <laughs> a lot of feeling. You think you, you were feely before with two arms? Well, imagine if you had eight and you're in the club. Is that the reason why they were giving the octopuses pingers? Because they were thinking, thinking of bringing back Stereosonic, and they're like, well, <laughs> there's not enough human people that will want to buy tickets to this. Maybe we can trick octopuses or something. We've got eight arms. That's eight glow sticks. It's it's, money, 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 yeah. baby. We're going to make bank. Now, granted, I don't think the octopuses will survive very long on land. Wait, you, wait. Or can they? I think, they, I think they're pretty... Because they kind of like... They can live deep water, but there's also, like, rock pool octopuses, and some of them, like, 
I saw, like, they're very smart, you know. So I've seen them, like, come out. I think they can live out of water for a certain period of time. Certain period. Yeah. I mean, not for good. But you, well, think, you, know, you think that, like, the salty sweat of all the other rave goers would hydrate them. As much possibly. like seawater would. I mean, you know, someone's going to try and get up on it, what it has for shoulders. To be all topless and sweaty and just dripping everywhere. Um, yeah. But MDMA to an octopus. They want, yeah. What was the, what was the reason? What were they trying to like? They wanted to, so they wanted to see their behavior and see if, if like, what, hold on, let's, let's see, like. They wanted to. They call it a small yet exciting study. It sounds like something you do at a house party when it, things got boring. It's like let's give the dog beer because no one's ever done that before. Let's get the dog drunk. <laughs> oh no! You just gave it chocolate flavored beer. What's that gonna do? Oh no! Because um, yeah, I mean they wanted to. I mean, if were they gonna... trying to find some sort of? So it's just for fun, like. Uh, I mean, they wanted to see the increased sociability in the animals. Um. Yeah, they, apparently they were they were swimming around, quote doing water ballet. Someone said it was very beautiful. So they just <laughs> danced. They literally did everything humans do. Aside from eat a dirty kebab at the end of the night. But you don't do that on ecstasy, really. Like, you don't, it doesn't make you hungry. You don't get hungry, really. You don't need... That's more of a drunk it's thing, more of a right? Drunk if thing, you got right? an octopus drunk, sure. I mean, yeah, if you put some booze in that tank, then that thing would go hunting for a kebab. Oh, this food's only good when you're drunk. <laughs> kebab shops, the only place for drunk people. Either that or the crusty crab. Am I right? Oh, am I right? Any SpongeBob fans out there? Oh, they're talking SpongeBob. You, know, you want the Krabby Patties? They're real good. Supposedly. Um, yeah. So. Okay, so I there's mean, no real reason besides. No oh, let's see how well they do when they're social. I mean, Ross, I'm worried about the people who have cancer. You know, <laughs> it still hasn't been cured. And why? Scientists. Too busy giving pingers to the octopus. See, they're too busy playing God. Yeah. And trying to play, just screw around with the uh, the brain wiring and just the I'm sure. makeup of octopuses by giving them pingers. I'm sure that like someone was like, you just wanted a pet octopus just in the lab. Because why not? Why not? You know? Yeah. You get sick of pet rats in the labs. You get sick of guinea pigs. You get sick of rodents. You get sick of fish, because fish are pretty boring. You know what's not boring? An octopus. kind of looks like an alien, and it reminds scientists what we're striving for. Uh, contact with an alien race, which, you know, a superior intellect race. And most aliens are depicted very similar to octopuses. Would you agree, Ross? Yeah, I would say so. That sort of slimy look about yeah. it. Just that sort of... Even Predator, you know, he's got a bunch of tentacles on his head. You know? Yeah. Much like an octopus. The, uh, you know, those, uh, you know, in Aliens, 
you know, the uh, those face grabbers. Yeah. Much like a weird sea creature. Maybe an octopus. Um, other films. Also, octopus. Oh, Independence Day. A lot of tentacles. Very slimy. Very slimy aliens. Uh, E.T. No tentacles, but... No tentacles, but pretty creepy. Much like an octopus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so someone obviously had ordered an octopus to the lab for fun. And uh, they, they couldn't think of an experiment that they needed an octopus for. So they just gave it a pinger. Are we sure this was an experiment or scientists just bought a bunch of pingers? And they heard a police officer was coming over and they needed to flush it down quickly. So they just gave it to the octopus. Oh, uh, yeah, we... I'm sorry, officer. This, these pingers aren't mine. These are experimental pingers for the octopus we have. All right, prove it. If they're not your pingers, you will give it to that octopus as an experiment. Oh, man, I paid 50 bucks for these. All right. Dropping the pinger in now. I can see you. I can see you trying to put it in your pocket. <laughs> Give it to the octopus. Well, the pocket's the only way the octopus is going to, like, grab and latch onto it. Because it reminds it of its mother, you see. And how... If you just... If you wait, like, two hours, that octopus is going to latch onto to, to the pocket. So, I don't know if you have that long to wait. So, I think you should just leave. I'm going to have to arrest you, sir, unless you give that pinger to the octopus. <sighs> hold on, hold on. No, no, put it... Put it away from your mouth, otherwise... No, see, I'm trying to put it to my mouth so I can, like, eventually feed it like a mama bear to the octopus because that's how it wants it. That's not how octopuses eat. Uh, who's the scientist here? I mean, you are, but I'm, I watched a David Attenborough documentary with the missus after a long stakeout, and they have little beaks underneath their tentacles. Crap, this police officer's really fucking smart. Jesus. Uh, they taught us at day one at Police Academy too, just in case we'd run into a situation like this. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ, uh, uh, mm. Drop it in the tank or you're under arrest, sir. Okay, I can drop it in the tank, but the octopus can't be in the tank. Like, it needs to find its way back into the tank in order to get the pingers. It needs to earn it. It needs to feel like it's earned it. Octopuses have no concept of the value of things. Day I mean, two of Police Academy. Crap, fucking hell, this police officer's really fucking... Really knowledgeable about... Sea life for some reason. It's just fucking... Fuck. Uh... See, yep, I'm just giving it to the octopus now. But I need to do it very slowly. And again... <laughs> I don't know if you police officers have the patience to wait for me to... I got time. This is a 10-hour shift. Okay. Wait, hold on. Gary. Gary. 
There's a, there's a police officer right here. What? I told you to lock the door when we get the pinger shipment. Gary, Gary, I need the distraction. I need the distraction, Dad. What? I can't Run out and get your dong out or something. What? I'm in the physics lab. Run out and get your dong out and say, like, I'm going to kill the Prime Minister or something like that. Frank, I'm in the physics... I'm in the physics lab. Just got a bunch of LSD. What could it take? Gary, I need you to shove. I need you to shove that LSD way up your butt. I need you to keep that stuff safe. Can't we just tell them we're giving it to the rats? Then they're going to want to see us give it to the rats. Oh, shit. Yeah, these police officers, and they seem to know stuff about sea creatures, so who knows what they would know about, you know, land creatures like rats. Oh, man. Oh, I could just hide it. I don't, I don't want to really waste it on the, on the rats or put it all in my butt. <sighs> I don't know where else you can hide it. I don't know what other cavity you can... Okay, but this police officer's really just... Who are you on the phone to? Uh, You're dangling that pinger over that octopus, and, and I can't see it getting any closer to it. I can't see the octopus having any interest. I need a second scientist to come in just to, uh, just to like record how the octopus reacts to the pinger. All right, if this is a real study, then I guess that's reasonable. Gary, Gary, he's really, really just getting at me now. Just run out, get your dick out, say you're going to... Say you're gonna punch the queen in the face or something like that. Just look. If you get arrested, I'll promise I'll come bail you out. But I just need this police officer out of here and distracted. Oh, f- fine. Every time, man. Can't you just? But who keeps dubbing us in? We're just scientists who like to get buzzed. All right. Loosen in the belt. Oh no, police officer! Don't look at that door behind you. Oh, it's Madong! I'm gonna kill the queen with punch! Oh no, you don't want that Oh, naked- what the hell is this? This is indecent exposure. Oh, officer, get away! Oh, you can f- This is. What kind of a university is this? Come here, get here, you dirty, dirty scientist! You better get you better protect the queen. You don't want her to have the indignity of seeing a naked genital. Or being killed. That's probably how it went down. Yep. Where's our Oscar for that? Yeah. Half as good as Clint Eastwood yelling at a chair. I think doubly as good. But, I mean... I mean, apparently they did learn something from this. They were saying that, you know, they were seeing the primal reaction... of They're saying the octopus is a primitive mammal and seeing if it's like, you know... Maybe they think we evolved from octopuses. Or it's a, some, like, primal connection. So they're reversing their thinking on the whole monkey thing? Yeah, maybe it was, like, a monkey and an octopus. Maybe that's the missing link. Hmm. It's giving me a lot to think about. It shouldn't. It's giving me a lot to think about. Like, how there's not a lot to think about? Yeah. And then the other, th- so, there was that other thing this week there. It, I mean, it's probably where your money's going for the cancer research, let's face it. Octopus and pingers. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, if I knew that, I'd probably have given more. <laughs> I mean, the, the perception of scientists are they don't know how to have fun. Right. You know, they're always pent up, got charts, pens, they're always stressed, swishing test tubes, everything's clean, they're very meticulous, lots of data. Right? Yep. Yep. So now, now all those years of, like, stuck-up repression have given way to, like, this wild side that you just wouldn't expect. They're just like, hey, give us your money. We'll cure cancer and have fun. Okay, we're not going to cure cancer right now. I mean, that's a process, you know? Yeah, there's a whole it's, testing it's, thing. There's a lot of clinical trials. There's a, there's a lot of research that goes into that. But what we can do right now... Give pingers to an octopus. Thank God for miracles of science. <laughs> um, Halloween's coming up. Oh, yeah. You celebrate Halloween, Ross? Uh, I'm a bit too old for it. See, I would have loved to have celebrated Halloween when I was younger, but that was... I was growing up still in a time where it was still... Australian sort of, wasn't Americanized yeah, yet. Yeah, you know? yeah, like not super. Yeah. Like... We weren't Americanized, though. I was the same. I never really went trick-or-treating because it wasn't a thing. It's only become a thing recently in Australia. Yeah, which is actually kind you of... Know? I find kind of annoying. Yeah. It's like we were robbed of part of our childhoods, you know? I mean, is dressing up as scary monsters and creatures and going around and getting diabetes-inducing candy, is that really super American? Maybe the diabetes part, but the other stuff seems like it could be very universal. I mean, yeah. I mean, Halloween's a pagan festival, right? Like, it's like a celebration of... Uh, the moon or something. I don't know. What, what well, is... it's become so commercialized. Yeah. No one no one really knows, knows what it is Knows or gives a fuck, yeah. It's just another excuse to party in sexy costumes. But some were too sexy this week, as we found out. Uh, in America, there was a company called Yandy that uh, released a sexy handmaid's tail costume that made a lot of people upset. Hmm. Now, what, what is The Handmaid's Tale for? Well, uh, for a reliable source who's watched it, I haven't yet, but I'm, I'm going to. I'm getting around to it. Uh, this reliable source is my mum. My mum loves The Handmaid's Tale. She says it's terrifying. Um, it's about... Perfect for Halloween. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Ticks one of the boxes. Uh, it's also... Uh, I, th- I think women have kind of been outlawed and it's like they're greatly oppressed so um and they they have these weird impregnant impregnation ceremonies and stuff and they say blessed be the fruit a lot apparently that's what i know that's about as much as i know right but yeah anyway people got real upset that uh there was a sexy version of what it, it pretty much just looks like like some kind of nun outfit, which, which as Halloween's past have taught us, is prime for the sexualizing. Right? I mean, you can I, sexify a nurse, you can sexify a, a school teacher, a, a school student. Officer. 
Yeah. Uh, student. Uh, uh, yeah, there's always... Cop. Cop, yeah. Fireman. Fireman. Yeah. Um, any job with responsibility um, and a uniform can be sexualized. Um, but they seem to have sexified a fictional character or a fictional dress and people are upset. Hmm. You need to be careful what fiction you sexualize because it could be a fiction someone likes. I think that's the that's the ultimate lesson here. You know? Do you like any fiction, Ross? Hmm. What's your favorite bit of fiction? I do like fiction. Name one. Ah. Uh, ah, uh, the one the one where the cat's attached to the dog. Cat dog. Is that it? That's a bit on the nose. Okay. Yeah, sure, cat dog. Cat dog. All right. Imagine if I put little rabbit ears, no, cat ears, kitty cat ears, little cat nose, little cute cat nose, and and drew that little, you know, that the cat mouth on me. Yeah. Put a bit of blush on, looked all all sexy, and then put my butt to another guy's butt, and he had little dog ears on, and we were just wearing short shorts and leopard print. Like some kind of cat dog. Okay, now you have taken a kids' show. You have taken a kids' show, sir, and you have made it sexual. That has never been done. That has <laughs> never been done before. No one's ever made a cartoon into something that people could jerk off to. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I think you're wrong. I think they have done that before. Hopefully, nothing to do with octopuses. What? Octopuses? Well, hopefully they've never dr- people have never drawn anything sexual that's also involved octopuses. Oh. Some yeah. sort of tentacle monster. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hear of it. You can't sexualize an octopus. It just has never been done. You, you can't do it. I don't even think they could... I don't, I don't even think the Japanese could do it, and they're very inventive. Hmm. I don't know. Prove me wrong. Listeners, prove me wrong. If you can find anything that even remotely seems like it's sexualized an octopus, a nature's puppy, you know? Yeah. The puppy of the ocean, the most kind, gentle animal in the sea. If you can sexualize that, then (laughs) good on you. I don't see any way you could. But with this Handmaid's Tale thing, does it seem like... People's problem with it is that they're making a joke of something serious, maybe. I mean, like, like if it's I like think the whole show f- deals with a lot of serious issues facing women at the moment. Like if it's a whole could... thing about oppressing these are oppressed women. Yeah, and I've... then like here's oppressed women, but, but they se- sexy, se- sexy oppressed women. This is the uniform of sexy oppressed women. Look. Oppressed women, in my experience, have never been sexualized in any way, so this is fine. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's an interesting one because I think I think a lot of people like I think it's one of those shows that's like designed to just shock you a lot from ah. what from what I've heard from people. So 
But it's like, think about, I mean, in most narratives, there's always an oppressed person that rises up, right? And I, I assume they're going to rise up at some stage and there's going to be this rebellion. I mean, I haven't seen the thing, but I mean, that's just good storytelling. Otherwise, you just don't want to see someone oppressed constantly. Well, <laughs> that's just a depressing, like, yeah. indie art film or something. Yeah, I mean, it's like Schindler's List, but they never escape from the concentration camp and then just all die. Like, that'd be a terrible story. Hmm. You don't want to see people who are oppressed just continue to be oppressed. Like, you want to see them rise up and get, you know. I mean, that's what I, you know, that's what's going to... I mean, I haven't seen the thing, but... Well, neither have I. I only have tiny morsels of, like, what it's about. So, like, it could be about, it could be about, um... Bowl jugglers, for all I know, in a circus. You, you... That's a horrible way to refer to these oppressed women. Uh, unfortunate choice of words, <laughs> right there. <laughs> Ball jugglers. <laughs> Why was that the first thing that came to your head? The show could be about ball jugglers and a circus. <laughs> they call. I think they're just called jugglers. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly, what I'm trying to get at here this is the guy like, I'm a juggler, but I only do balls, right? Tennis balls, cricket balls. No 10 pin bowling pins. None of them. No chainsaws. No fire. No fire sticks. I'm, I, I had an incident with fire sticks. Look, I'm not going to heighten it from ball, okay? So if you want a ball juggler, you got me. But I will not be introduced as a juggler because those are a different kind of performer. Look, they have their own little communities, split-off communities, the juggler community. <laughs> Are you a juggler? You a juggler too? Juggler, ball juggler, juggler, it's a whole thing. Oh, man. Ball jugglers. Yeah. Circus politics. Dangerous game. You don't want to get involved. No. Always some charismatic... Con man by the name of P.T. Barnum or something like that. Walking around trying to sell you the world, but they just... They just sell you, they sell you on the dream of joining a circus and having a family. A family you didn't ever have. Which is why you ran away to and the circus in the first place. And he screws you over, then many years later he's played by Hugh Jackman. And everyone thinks he's brilliant. I don't know. I haven't seen. It. I haven't seen it either. Have you seen it? Yeah. Well, how was it? Some people love it. Well, uh, it's not really memorable. It's very boring. But didn't it have a bunch of show tunes in it? It did. It's like not that exciting though. I mean, they definitely made Pete. They definitely made him seem like a superhero. Like he's a decent guy. He just wants to. He's just rising up from being a struggling artist. Not even struggling artist. What was he? Oh, I don't remember, but it's that story of like, he's not from the highest social classes and he works his way up. It's a whole thing. He's in a relationship with a, like a girl that is in a wealthy social class and the father Mm. isn't a big fan of him. Oh, yeah. That cliche. Yeah. I get it. It's like, the Titanic of the circus. Pretty much. And 
Yeah, but it's like a heartwarming story from what I saw from the trailer. <laughs> Everyone looked like they were having a great time. That two to three minute snippet of the film seemed very heartwarming. All those clips out of context, it seemed fine to me. The circuses back then, I mean, I'm look, I, they, they were... Were they like more like freak shows, like that whole car- like carnival kind of like, of like the weird and abstract? Like if yeah. you if you had any kind of deformity, like a circus would find you. Be like, get in here. Well, the get mo- in here. A lot of the movie was that like him trying to recruit like oh, then he does, and then he makes them think they're a family, and then they then they feel like they're being pushed to the side as he kind of takes all the glory, and then of oh. course the whole thing gets resolved. How does it get resolved? They're just like, hey, we're all freaks. We're all freaks. Uh, well, we're the family. circus ends up getting burnt down. Whoa. And that's, that's what you call a resolution? <laughs> it's like, they make another <laughs> one, though, so don't okay. worry about that. <laughs> okay. And they all come together to help him, and uh, they all come together again, and it's a whole thing. Ah, oh, well, that's kind of nice. And I'm really just saying from what little memory of the film I have, so I probably got it wrong. Uh... Pfft. I'm pretty sure there's like a 20-minute rap breakdown in the middle of the credits. Rap? There's not. Like rap there's rap? not. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, why do I believe you? CGI aliens are fighting Will Smith, I think. I don't know. I don't really remember this film that well. Uh, Jeff Goldblum becomes half a fly. I don't know. Oh, man. This is, I w- this is one circus I want a ticket to. You know? And then half... Fly Jeff Goldblum is really into Gina Davis, who's in an all-female baseball team. Ugh. I'm pretty sure that's the greatest showman, right? I mean, that's one hell of a show. I can't see a show being better than that, unless someone could find a way to sexualize an octopus, <laughs> which can't be done. Can't be done. And look us up on Facebook. Just spam us when you listen to this with just posts on our page a bunch of some kind of octopus arm porn. I don't know what you'd even call that. And look, if you make it yourself, we know you would have made it yourself. After I've actually found it on the internet, which we'll think you can't. You can't. I mean, it's the internet. They don't just have everything on there. It's just things that people need, like email. Yeah, like, what do you think it is? Just sinking to the depths of depravity? Nothing but the greatest minds come to meet on the internet. It is the information superhighway. What do you think it's filled with? Like, just 90% porn? That's ridiculous. It's 90% emails and Wikipedia, I'm fairly certain. Yep. 5% Wikipedia and another 5% Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. That's the internet. That is the internet. And I think that's it for us for another week. Yeah. Thank you for listening. It's been our Late Night Party Boys signing off.